Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Good Mistletoe Morning. I'm your host with the most, with some peppermint in his toast, Trey Flintnicky. And I am the host who is gonna paint the forest white. With snow, Daniel Kunkel. Very good, Daniel. I kind of did throw you for a loop. Mm-hmm, you did. Yeah, I, ga- I gave you a little cur- curveball. It's a lovely morning recording, and I love that you decided to just swerve. Yeah, I zig. I, I zig. You zing, you zing. Yeah. You take me over here. I think we're going here the way we've gone for 106 episodes, <laughs> and you go, no. <laughs> no, this Over way. here. Um, so we, got, uh, we have a... Uh, a parade film. If there's one thing that uh, we can say about 2016, which I I don't know how you would describe the movies of 2016. I would oh. describe them as it's the year of parades. Absolutely. I, I feel like there is like we've dealt with like six parades. Um, it's been event. It's been very event heavy. Everything's yeah. built up to a big parade or a big because like yeah we had the one where they were there was the christmas parade at the end in their small town or there's a big tree lighting ceremony there's just a bunch of or a dance concert yeah there's just a bunch of stuff happening yeah this year. A, ugh, they just want to put on a production um, they just want it they just want people to engage with live arts and that's foul <laughs> i would never you could I, you wouldn't catch me dead in a the theater. You'd have to drag me at gunpoint to a live show. <laughs> Disgusting. Uh so it is the morning yeah. and as the new years uh have come, mm. I have decided to quit coffee. So yeah. your boy is not as sharp in Mm-mm. in the I, I, <laughs> the morning. Yeah, that's what I was there thinking of. Is. Yeah, that's the word I was thinking of. <laughs> um, so instead of letting the movie uh, control me, I'll control yeah. the movie and read a review. Great. Um, what do you got? Do you want a two-star review? Do you want a five-star review? We got plenty. Five-star review. The ones that are in the middle are always a bit more interesting to me. Because they're either... They're always written so confusing where they're like, five stars. This is the worst thing I've ever this seen. This was ass. <laughs> they just this don't... It's. Ass. People don't get how numbers work sometimes. Okay, here's a five out of ten. Okay. By PhD Travel. Wow. Not much Dr. romance, Travel. but the floats are nice. He needs a float for his company. She is the maker. They bicker and bicker, then suddenly there is romance. <laughs> the float prep is interesting. Mark Ben David and Rachel Boston are the couple. Not quite enough for a romance movie. Five out of ten. <laughs> I'm so glad we're writing these now. That was a that was a beautiful. Um, it's so beautiful that evoked. This one says uh, this is a two out of ten. Oh. A terrible premise, worst script. Mm. Even by Hallmark standards, this film is dreadful. Companies do not send liaisons to oversee the structural designs of parade floats. <laughs> <laughs> If they did, it wouldn't be a pompous middle management who conducts international business for the company. That's fair. That's, yeah. The dialogue is just horrible, yada, yada, yada. Two out of ten. Let's talk about this float. Let's talk about this parade. Let's talk about how this movie isn't actually a Christmas movie. Not at all. Like, Um, for one scene, it's a Christmas movie. Because what's the, what's the, what is the event? that we're leading up to all we're building up to is the rose bowl parade which which is not a christmas parade no it's a new year's parade yeah so new year's event 
And you meant you had mentioned um, on last week's episode. I was gonna say yesterday. You had mentioned on last week's episode that uh, this movie released on January first, the New Year. Yeah. So it's technically yeah. our first movie of 2017, technically. even though it was released in the package of the 2016 Hallmark. Uh, and what's even more confusing is the float they build in this movie is based on a real float that was in 2015's Rose Bowl. Well, tech okay, technically like the beginning of 2016, but you know the 2015 Rose Bowl. Yeah. Okay, Daniel. Guess what? What? So before we even talk about the movie, can I talk about this float? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the, I mean, okay, it's not a surprise. The premise of the movie is they're building this float. Tension ensues. Whatever. That's literally the entire. They take a thirty-minute premise and really yeah. stretch it out. Um, the middle. So the end of the movie is obviously the parade. They made yeah. their float. King, amazing. We ah. did it. The float that they show throughout the movie mm-hmm. is structurally and visually different yes. than the sh- float that they show at the end of the movie. Yes. And I, I was watching with Cecilia, and I was like, Cecilia, that's not the same float. Like, mm-hmm. that is not the same float. And I'm no. so glad that you mentioned what you just mentioned because they used footage from that Rose Parade and yep. put it in the movie. They didn't... A, a lot of footage from the Literally yes. the last, like, four minutes of this movie hour and 20 minutes mind you the last four minutes of this movie is like it's the rose bowl and it's shot different clearly it is clearly different footage yeah we've got two pieces of trivia on the imdb here the bear float they were building throughout the movie was based on a real float that appeared in the real rose parade the year before production the actual float appears in the footage of the parade at the end of the movie very true However, as Trey pointed out, the under the goofs section, the entire movie was built around creating a float for the Rose Parade, especially a bear they struggled to make move. But the one the cast created wasn't even close to the one that was shown at the end with footage from the actual parade. <laughs> Throughout the movie, Cecilia was playing Animal Crossing next to me while watching mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, o- the only good way to watch a Hallmark movie. And <laughs> she... she uh, I, I was like so excited because she. I was like, this bear looks like a, a demon. Like you see this thing yes. drive down the street, and you're like, that thing is going to walk off that float <laughs> and like tear down some buildings. And I was like, oh, Cecilia, you've got to see this. You 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 must see this bear. Pause what and, you're doing. Tom Nook can wait for a yeah, second. And I sh- and then the next time the bear showed up was at the uh, parade at the end, and I was like, yes, that's not the bear. That's not the bear. That that bear looks good. No. This movie is entirely about the making of this float. And for 99% of the movie, the float looks terrible. Yeah. It it looks like ass. The the waterfall, the water feature is in a different part of the float that is in in the final uh, stretch. Yeah. Yeah, this float is literally like, it's a bear made of flowers, and then there's a waterfall, and then there's just a bunch of flowers around it. And the bear is fishing. And the bear's like fishing. Like, that's the float. And so, it's a fine idea for a float. I think the bear turns out really cool. I think the waterfall turns out really cool. Yeah. But overall, the, how should I say this? The characters and the relationships Mm -hmm. and the 
uh, literal people doing things in this movie. Yeah. Didn't didn't necessarily hook me. No, no. Which sucks because Rachel Boston, she is our lead. She was also you you pointed out right before because I knew I recognized her and I was too lazy to look it up. She's always she, making something. She's always doing something. And she was uh, what's her name? Kaylee from Ice Sculpture Christmas. So if you listen to Ice Sculpture Christmas, it's her. She is acting her ass off in this movie. Yeah, and she she definitely has the most energy out of everyone, yes. and is the most present. Uh, yeah. yeah, and and she's a favorite of mine. I I like her. I love her, and and the guy Mark Ben David. Mark Ben David's weird because he, he he he's acting like Ryan Gosling in this movie. He's playing th- a very Gosling type role. I thought for the briefest second for like the briefest moment of mm-hmm. profile when i first saw him <laughs> i was like is that is that ryan gosling is that gosling is that gosling you know ryan gosling was in an episode of goosebumps no the goosebumps tv show good for yeah. him and we had accidentally watched that episode of goosebumps when i we were just hanging out in, mm. in utah and we were like let's throw on an episode of goosebumps and <laughs> it was the ryan gosling sure. episode. yeah the yeah, this guy cheese and die or something. This guy either looks like Ryan Gosling or he looks like like the fourth lost Jonas brother. He kind of oh, looks like yeah. Kevin a little bit. Yeah, Mark I don't David. Th- I don't think he's bad. I think his character is maybe the worst written male love interest we have ever seen. And let's talk about why. Yes. So this movie follows uh, Rachel Boston as. Andy and in Hallmark fashion it's because the father wanted a boy and then Mark Ben David <sighs> as as Cliff Baskers business boy Cliff who, Baskers are you who, kidding me? that is his name who uh he hates that women are able to create things uh but comes around to this specific woman at the end of the movie yeah uh then we have our motley crew of uh worker bees working on the uh on the float uh we got emily we got ashley we got christine we got eric we got lou um and then we have our uh business executives who do not change and wish you were doing anything other than making this (laughs) damn float mark and who plays a character he plays himself. himself Yeah. And uh, Elliot, I, no, Elliot's the dad. Wait, Elliot. No, Mark, Mark's no. the dad. Elliot. No, no, Big Al's the dad. Where's Big Al? Michael Copsa is the dad. Where are you seeing that? We've cast? got a whole like cast of characters in this, right? We've got yeah. a bunch of there are too many folks characters. in this movie. This feels like this is going to be a hyper specific joke. This feels like it was meant to be an Annie Baker play, and the joke fell on deaf ears. I, I have no idea. You've never seen what Annie? You ba- mean. Oh, okay. No. Annie Baker. Annie Baker is a uh, she's a she's a playwright uh, working right now. She has produced some really great. She's written some really great plays, uh, and her plays are always kind of focused on a group of. Uh, weirdos or like I generally I think they're supposed to kind of be just normal people who are kind of 
either down on their luck or just don't really fit in. What are what are a few examples of uh, uh, the flick? Place? The flick is a really great play. Oh, it's about three okay. movie theater employees. Gotcha. Uh, John. Um, a couple of plays like that, right? This yeah. feels like that, where they're like, we're going to bring together a ragtag group of, of folks and they're going to make this parade happen. We've got Andy, like you said, Cliff, and then we've got like this one woman who she's like the best, she's the best damn float decorator in Pasadena. <laughs> and then we've got Ashley, who's just a lady. Yeah. We've got another lady who's a student. We've got Eric, who's a guy he's a football player who's struggling yeah. in art class and we learn it's because he's colorblind do they do anything about that no 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 resolution no resolution there's We've kind got a, of like yeah husband and like a wife sequel tease with christine and eric kind of diddling each other dude oh my god i the, the sexual te- tension between this, those two the, the tension and i was like are you kidding is hallmark really going to have an interracial couple be in there no no, 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 shot. no, 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 not, no, not this no. early, not, not in a million years. No, 2016. No. That's those were the, but those two actors you could tell were like, we're going to, we're just going to play it. We're going to play it that we'll way. Play it. We'll play we'll it. We'll play it that way. way. Don't worry about it. Um, there's yeah, a husband so, and a wife and I think that's it. I think that's everybody. Oh, there's big Al. <laughs> Sorry. I just no, no, no. You're <laughs> um, so, okay. Brief rundown. Cause this, this plot can be said in like 15 seconds. Andy is in charge of making this float for this company. This company wants the float to be made a specific way, but she's an art teacher and an artist, so she wants to make it her specific way. Yeah. Cliff is sent in to be like this sort of Overwatch kind of guy where yeah. he's going to he's going to micromanage her. They don't get along and then they get along. Oh. throughout making this uh float hmm. and then uh there's a risk that the float it has too much going on and they want to strip it down to its bare bones. But in the 11th hour, they all get Don't. together and make the float, <laughs> uh, the way that it was intended to be made. And it runs in the parade. Uh, and, Cliff gets a, yeah. a Chinese promotion, uh, which, which is different than a down. regular promotion. <laughs> and then he turns it down. His whole dream, this whole movie is to go to Shanghai. He wants to work yeah. in Shanghai. He wants to be, <clears throat> quote, I want to run my company's whole Asian operations. <laughs> Direct movie quote there I've written down. This is, this is the whitest man we've ever seen. This guy is so white. And he, at one point, he like <laughs> organizes to get some supplies sent to them from Beijing overnight. I'm so glad. Fine, whatever. Uh-huh. But we see him, <laughs> we see him on the phone. Anna, Annika confirmed that he is speaking Mandarin. But what's super weird and noticeable to literally anyone watching the movie is he's dubbed. He's dubbed. But even still, there's a, I, I can't remember the name of it. I would recommend it otherwise. There's a great TikTok account where somebody is, somebody like plays these clips from oh, movies or shows of yes. them speaking Mandarin. And he'll be like, here's what they sound like to a native Mandarin speaker. So he, he'll be like, here's the phrase in Mandarin. And then he says it in English. And most of the time, a couple people, he's like, that's great. Like, that's perfect. And then a lot of people, it's like, they're like, hello. My name is Daniel Kunkel. <laughs> and and that's how a vast majority of non-native speakers, mostly Americans or British actors, speak Mandarin in movies, right? 
What sucks about this movie is he's dubbed. So there's no excuse. Just get somebody in the damn room who speaks Mandarin and have them speak Mandarin into a microphone for five seconds and then dub that. The yeah. actor doesn't need to do it. It's not the actor's fault if you're going to just dub have it. him tur- have him turned around or yeah. something. Yeah, but he's literally know. like he's like da 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 da, and I'm like, yeah. I don't speak Mandarin, and I know that's wrong, man. Like, it's that's not it, how language flows. Like, it's so funny. It, it, that was <sighs> I. I had to rewind and and triple check and make sure that he was dubbed because that was crazy. Well, at first it's from the back and it's like, you see him on the phone. And, and so I'm like, fine, give that a pass. And then they show his face and like his mouth will move. And it's, it's honest to God. It's like early Godzilla dubs into English where like the mouth is moving. And then they're like, the mouth is moving, mouth is moving. And then just, just like, hello, mouth is moving, mouth is moving, mouth is, and it's like, I know you're not translating everything. Yeah. You cannot be translating everything. Yeah, so that's the, I guess that's it. Uh, <laughs> Andy's an artist, and she's the worst kind of artist. She's one of those artists who's like, don't look at my stuff. Yeah. Stop it. And it's like, I will, okay, here's the, here's the thing. I did excuse that, because mm. one of my, so she, at the beginning of the movie, uh, Eric, I believe is his name, he's like, uh, here, let me check. Yeah, oh, her, yeah Eric, Eric's, Eric's her student. Yeah, the guy, the guy who's student, colorblind. And is like, maybe I can see some of your work as inspiration. And uh, Andy's like, I don't show my work to students. Which, fair. I think that is a fair teacher thing. Okay. And because art is subjective, I think you could be a better or worse teacher if yes. you show your art to your students and they like it or don't like it. The so, same of every art form right like being yeah, a good it's, teacher it's, at it does not necessarily mean being good at it it helps right. it, helps it helps a lot it helps but being a teacher is a skill yes in the same way that being like an artist is a skill so yes. but the, then in the, throughout the whole movie cliff no, comes like cliff comes yeah. to her house at one point and he's like what's all these covered paintings she's like don't look at those and it's like if you want to paint for yourself fine man no problem but she wants to be a professional artist yeah you have to show people your you've got to show it to people man if it's for you no i want to make that clear if it's for you just something you do whatever man go for it whatever brings you joy but she wants to be a professional artist and you cannot be weird about that you can't be like don't no don't look at that like you no, share it. Get and feedback. The, the sort on. of payoff for this uh, storyline, this, God, this yeah. like art storyline, is she comes out in this beautiful dress. Loved the dress. Oh my god! The um, belt was a bad idea, but yeah, the rest of it's gorgeous. The dress is great. Uh, and they're going to like some auction where one of her paintings that she's been working on in this movie is being auctioned off. Cool yep. looking painting. It's like this. Uh, it's this house. It's her house. And yeah, it's her dad's house. Yeah, I'm just looking at press photos mm-hmm. for the movie, and the bear came up. <laughs> this bear looks like shit, man. You gotta, you gotta post this bear on Twitter <laughs> because <laughs> the people need to see this bear. Um, this thing looks like a nightmare. It, it's the fur is horrifying. The jaw looks bad. It's particularly good. Oh my god. <laughs> I wow, it looks so. <laughs> I just texted it to you. Bad. But anyway, she goes to this auction. Um, the bidding starts for her painting at five hundred dollars. Nobody bids. I think I think we're gonna see the world's saddest scene in a Hallmark <laughs> movie because I would have been really sad if that if that happened. And then uh, her uh, Cliff starts bidding at five hundred. 
Oh. And then he's like, and she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, it's a psychological trick. You'll see. And then there's silence. <laughs> and then somebody goes, a thousand. And we're like, oh, it's a, it's a miracle. Her painting, it's getting bought. <laughs> so that's like the payoff to the whole artist story. That's and that's truly honest to God. That's the movie. That's like the movie. That's the movie. Um, connections. Connections. What a way to end 2016. Yeah, this like, feels like this a. Is, uh, oh. Yeah, this feels like a not so um, not so climactic end mm-hmm. to 2016. Can I give you a couple of names here that I wrote down? Sure. Because unlike me. a lot of these movies, we get actual names of like financial groups. Yeah. So at the beginning of the movie, uh, Cliff, who's also known as Bulldozer Cliff, because yes. that's a good nickname you want to yeah. have. Bulldozer. You want to be called Bulldozer. Uh, his company is Northlake Financial, okay. which the North part is interesting to me. That feels, that kind of popped off in my head. They buy East Wing Financial at the beginning of the movie. Okay, so North Light Financial. North Lake. North Lake Financial yep. buys East Wing Financial. Which, like the North and the East, mm-hmm. that's weird, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, so I don't know, though. I don't, I, we've seen this company before. Like, this has to be a company we've seen before. Like a financial, do we ever get, like, any confirmation about what they do? No, like it, no it's fina- incredibly unclear what they it's do. Just, it's banking. We do banking. We, we do money. Money we're, is we what man, we handle. We manage here. finances. So I don't know if this is, I don't know how we want to attach this, but there's a lot of openings, I think. There's a lot of leeway here. Huh. Financial. Mm, not Financial. broadcasting Christmas. Mm. Not a. Mm. Well, here's, okay, here's the other thing. Yes. We can go to parades because always when there's a parade, mm. there's the person who's building the float and then there's the business boy that has to help. That's true. That's true. So if we go to Christmas at the Thanksgiving Day Parade yeah, or what is it? But, uh, happiness home. What is it called? Home at the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Love at the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Love at the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yeah. If we, we can go there. What he does is he buys properties. That's true. That's true. He buys properties, which a financial group could. Famously, they do that. Yeah. They buy real estate and invest. So Mm. I'm thinking. You're connecting this all into the parade. Yeah. Anytime that there is a parade, it's the same group sending in a hawk to watch over the parade. Now. What do these people have against good floats? So is your idea that they send in the Hawks to kind of slow down or hamper the... Yes. The, okay, okay. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, floats spread Christmas cheer. This of course. I mean, that's, that's, that's clear. Especially when it's government tax money, which could be used on, I don't know, school supplies. This is, and this particular one, what's very nefarious about this is this is a fundraiser. The parade. The parade's a fundraiser. So they're really, they're sabotaging, because at least like sabotaging the Macy's Day Parade in a movie is kind of like, all right, all right, have your way with it. But this one millions of people do watch this and it is a fundraiser like that's What's it a, a fundraiser good, for i don't know what it's a fundraiser for i don't know if it changes every year 
Tournament of Roses Association is a nonprofit, creative and receive and manage contributions from the associations, its members, families, and supporters, and the general public. Annually makes grants to other nonprofits, organizations in the Pasadena area, funding sports and recreation activities, visual and performing arts, and education programs. What's going on in Pasadena? Well, that's the other. That's our other way in potentially is we connect this with the parades, but we also connect this with Cali. Like, what's going on in California? The Tournament of Roses. The Rose Bowl, yeah. Like the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. East Wing. And the and the California Institute of Technology is in Pasadena. Oh so Daniel, Stanford. Yeah, Stanford's right there. Yeah. So if they're targeting the community of Pasadena. Mm, who is they? All, who is they, first of all? The financial group. Okay. Colloquially, let's just call it something that BlackRock. Let's just <laughs> Let's just call is it. This, <laughs> is this part of our nefarious group of of bankers and such who all meet in Colorado most of the I time? I think I think so. Yeah, from Window Wonderlands. Uh, they're, yeah, they're meeting in Aspen. Uh-huh. What do you think? I love it. I, I it's beautiful. I love it. I love that. So not so now we've got so we got to be on the lookout. Then we got to watch out for parades. Yeah, we got, no, we got to be hawks on parades. I love it. All right. It's time to pop a review. Let's write a review. All right, the review is processing. IMDb has has to vet it for uh, disinformation, and it's once it's make posted, sure it's, it's sexy con- enough. It's confirmed. Is this a confirmed. is this sexy enough for me? Yeah, is this good enough for my website? <laughs> um, okay, Daniel, what we got a wrap up? We right? got a wrap up. That's it. That's, That's it. That's the end of the year. Uh, how would you rank uh, 2016 in like the grand scheme of like the years? So I guess oh. we could do this for the wrap up, but uh, let's, let's let's do it. Uh, now. Let's give a little teaser. Um, yeah, I think it's it's tricky because this is definitely volume wise the most, and so there's more of a chance for things to be good, right? Yeah. And I think there are a couple of a couple of standout movies this year that we've kind of been talking about. I, I think overall, though, not a lot really stands out as top tier necessarily i would have to agree because i mean you mentioned that like volume wise there are more chances for stuff to be good but yeah nothing really rose to the top like you would think if they took more chances that they would have like these huge hits from this year but as mm. it it was just kind of duds after duds and uh, i don't know it was a little disappointing except for that one movie that we made up Oh. Which we will reveal <gasps> during the wrap-up. Wrap up. In the wrap-up. You think up. you could get it right now? Uh-uh. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's been overall fine, I'll say. 2016, I think, was kind of what I expected to be a turning point year. I don't know, I don't know if you kind of were feeling that as well, but I, I thought this was going to be a turning point. Either for better or for worse. And it just kind of feels like business as usual, just with double the amount of movies. Yeah. I, I would say that's a, that's a good, a stunning conclusion to, to this year. Right. Um, Daniel. Yeah. I'll, I'll see you in the wrap up. I'll see uh, you in the wrap up. Let's don't forget, even though we shared our 2016 ratings, don't forget to rate this podcast five stars on <laughs> apple Podcasts and spotify i haven't had coffee i, I can't I, yeah I can't you speak. are yeah it's fun i'm all I over like it. uh you could also visit our website 
and uh, at secret.com. Leave, fill out the form at the bottom of the page um, and tell us your version of the story so far. Or you can send us an email, secret at gmail.com. Yep. You can also follow us on Twitter at HCUSecret on twitter.com. Daniel, you got anything? I don't. Our review's not up yet either. I guess we just have to read it in the in the wrap up. We'll read it in the wrap up. We'll read it in the yeah. wrap up. Dang. No, I no, I've got nothing else. This has been um I think there's been some important developments this year, certainly, but uh, um I'm excited for twenty seventeen. Let's say that. Yeah. I'm I'm really I'm excited. Kind of, I'm psyched for twenty seventeen. I'm wrapping up my energy for twenty seventeen, I think. Uh, the intro and outro music was made by Colin Robertson. Mm. The intro music, of course, is called... If you like it, then you should have put a rose on it. And the outro music is, of course, called The Bear with the Fishing Rod. <laughs> My name is Trey Plenicky. My name's Daniel Gunkel. And I'm reminding you to stay jingling and stay jolly. Thank you for listening.